When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Okay. <laughs> Grunge became a noun. Gotta help you. It seemed a way to pigeonhole a bunch of bands. Coming from a good place here. Somebody decided to call it grunge. What is grunge? Does it involve the flannel shirt? Hi oh Welcome to the Grunge. Jerry is, in fact, wearing a flannel shirt. I am wearing a flannel shirt. As per our intro. Oh, by the way, guys, this is the podcast where we explore sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I am Joseph Rose. And I am Jeremy Wood. Jerry, you're wearing a flannel shirt. I always wear a flannel shirt. And guys, once again, Jerry has not showered. I did not shower today. What is, what's going on, Jerry? I, I, I worry about this. I'm a very pro-showering Guy, I am often showered. No matter when you run into me, it's not been that fucking long since I showered. Right. What's the deal with no shower? I have to get up in the morning. I put a tie on sometimes. I, I clean myself. I, I, I clean up real nice, like, for work. And it's so, <coughs> I, have to so I have to do it so meticulously to, to be presentable to the public that I just, if I don't have to be in the public, I become repugnant. Goddamn. I am absolutely not interested in being anywhere near anybody. <laughs> I don't expect myself. Maybe I should shower before I come here because I got to do this. Doesn't it? <laughs> does not affect me. Doesn't it just make you feel good to be showered and Couldn't clean care less. and fresh? Rasputin never washed. Whew, Rasputin man. was a man uh, covered in pheromones. He had Ill, all of the ill nana that uh, Russia had to offer And at the just time. no concern for the people around you? Fuck those cats, man. I don't your know. wife, your child, me. No, you. <laughs> I care about those people. Uh, Jerry. 
I don't know, man. It does worry me. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's only on my days off. Well, you have multiple days off every week. Yep. <laughs> That's a lot of not showering. I'll shower tomorrow. Because you have work. Yep. Okay. That's what's going to happen. I mean, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, work. it's fine. I mean, look. I'm not gonna, I wear cologne. I don't want to pressure. Listen, man, I, I mean, apparently somebody said Michael Stipe's the ripest motherfucker they've ever heard smelled in their life. I think Conan O'Brien well, They've never that. met Jerry. I ain't that bad. I ain't well, Michael, I know. I've never, I've never been bad. near Michael How about Stipe? I get some patchouli oil? I'll cover myself. Well, or just shower. <laughs> or just shower. <laughs> it's fine. Ah, I could do fine. that, too. I mean, we'll see. All right. I don't want to bother you about it. No, no, no. It you're was not a little disturbing me. when did, you mentioned I, I, that again. I, I, it is important that I bring this up to you. It's important that I tell you all aspects of my life because they do, they do, they do, they do. God, why work. is this weed making me cough tonight? Because it, you, uh, you have. Um, I've been really suffering from this COVID mm-hmm. recently, and I think like I don't know, it's making me like overly sensitive. It in makes my throat me or super. In, it makes me feel super indestructible since we share God. the same pipe. Like I am <clears throat> just giving it out. I hope not, though. We're so close to the end of this shit. You are. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's really. I never cough. Wrong with you. I never cough. Oh my god! Do you really have shit? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm fucked up, dude. I've been really fucked up. I will stab you in the eye. You kill me, I'm gonna be so upset. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, right? I I wouldn't just stab you. I would. I would smother. That's my preferred way. I mean, we're gonna die. No, no. I would put a pillow over your face. That's fine. I don't care. Oh, good. I've I've lived all the life I need to live. Like I'm over this shit. There's very little life has you, left to offer hey, me. Hey, grunge guys, how would you kill somebody? I think a, a pillow would be good for me. Write in your preferred way to either kill someone or be killed by someone. I don't want the pillow for myself. No? No. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want that because just because it, I would struggle. I would naturally struggle. Mm-hmm. Like your natural biological sort of reflex would to be me, to struggle. To me, it's just so it's just so ironic. I mean, this perfectly soft, comfortable. When you see a pillow, you think relaxation, and then when it's turned around and used as the method of demise, it's just to me, it's romantic. Yeah, this Beautiful. is disturbing because I never cough during having weed. Well, and, and now, like as soon as I get it, it just gets right into my well, throat. And I makes think, me. Cough. I think we're done sharing for the night. No, I'm not we're gonna, gonna have more, Jerry. No, we're not. I'm Jerry, done. don't do this to me. I'm gonna take my shoe off and beat you with it if you give me COVID. God damn it, I'll Jerry. beat you to death with my my Clark. You'll be beaten with wallabies. You okay? No. It's been this is the second week in a row again, dude. It's last, killing last me. Last time we started, we started off the show with what's this all for? What's what's this all about? And now, and now you're legitimately dying. You're making it real. Yeah. You've 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 conjured something here. Well, yeah, I guess so. Mm, it sucks. Dude, can you leave the passwords? No. Can you please? No. Uh, well, the grunge will be ending. This ship sinks with me, everybody. <laughs> so what's new, Jerry? Have you any tales for us uh, related to our year 1997 or otherwise, present 97, day? 97, 97, 97. What was going on in 97? I, I tried to ask you about it on the Nightbird. You were not interested in explaining. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Show. I know. <laughs> 97 was the, uh, I, I think I got out of high school, 96, was working, I worked two jobs. I was working two jobs at the time. I was working at the Wall and Coventry Theater in Pottstown. You did explain this to us on the I did do bird. that. Did I? Okay, yeah. so I was working two jobs. Yeah, you had to walk about a mile to get to the mall. Holy shit, yeah. And yeah. all your jobs were contained in the mall. Yeah, we were, I was very much in a, with, <clears throat> the theater was up a hill, but like in the mall is where I was at, you know. Get a lot, you know, I got a lot of free stuff. 
At like the having movie t- theater passes. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, I worked at the, <laughs> the Slack Shack. It was a hip-hop clothing store. I had three jobs. A hip-hop clothing store. I was, and, I was like, and I was like, hey, the manager one is like, he wanted to see, like, I forget, it was Primal Fear. That's how old I am. I, I started when Primal Fear came out, that Edward Norton movie with Richard Gere. Yes, that's a good movie. It's a really good movie. But I started at the movie theater, and I mean, you got to think how far, along, how far away that was. And uh, I said, here's some free tickets. And he's like, I don't take anything for free. And then he opened up his briefcase and showed me his gun. It's stealing. He said he thought I was stealing movie passes. Hmm. This fucking guy, you know, some weirdo. So I quit. I quit that immediately. You showed me your gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you movie tickets, here. and I rolled. But that was back. I remember the folding the clothes. Boss, uh, I think it was the tail end of bum, <laughs> bum equipment oh, <laughs> that yeah. was dying. Yeah, you know. It I'd remember a, all the nerds wearing that shit in high school. Or whatever. I never liked <laughs> tapered pants. I never understood that. Tapered pants. Uh, Z Cavaricis had taper. There was a taper pant. It was a it was a, it was a pant that would be wide at the top near the knee, you know, almost like the clown pants, and then they oh. would tighten. They would tighten, right? Oh yeah, right like near those MC Hammer pants. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Were, except it was denim, right? Mm. Yeah, I was. That was certainly not my scene. <laughs> but that was way early, and then ninety seven, ninety seven had that. Uh, I was really at that point. I think I was in my uh, getting into my sexual peak. I really do. In think 1997, ninety seven, things were just that was your along. Peak? Not a peak, but like that's when everything started like clicking. You were like, getting I, some ladies. Well, I, you know, I didn't, I, I was funny. You know, I knew I was funny, engaging, you know, I, I was, I was personable, but it really, it really started being weaponized in 97. Weaponized. <laughs> it really worked out for me then. I mean, I just, it just, it just was a nonstop ride for like five years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, Jerry. It was a different time. It sure was. Yeah, man. No, no cell phones. Yeah. And one of the, actually one of the few times where I was straight edge for not full straight edge, but I was clean for four months. Mm. I hung out with this guy Marcus, who didn't do anything. He just went to NA meetings. That's fun. Drank coffee, <laughs> and then we would stay up all night listening to music. Why? But it was just it was just something we did. Like he was, it was a good conversation, diner life, you know. Mm. And uh, just didn't do any drugs or drink, you know. It was just interesting, and we go to parties where people did that, and it was it seems so far and alien. Like you've dealt with it, where drunk people are everywhere, but you're not. Yeah. Oh, and well, it, yeah, it's, always. It's, it's like going to Mars. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. No one is making any sense. Yeah, the older I've gotten, the lower my fucking tolerance has gotten for drunk people. Fall down drunks, I have I have very low tolerance for. I'm fine with inebriated people. I can deal with it. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather not. When, mm-hmm. I, when I can avoid it, just fuck them. Okay, I don't. I don't like them. They're but annoying. Yeah. What were you doing in '97? '97. You might have actually explained it on the night bird. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know that I did. '97. What the fuck was I doing? I don't. I don't remember. All right. I don't remember. Oh my god! You are you're unraveling. I remember ninety six. Yeah. I kind of remember ninety eight. Ninety seven is a mystery. Holy shit! You were abducted. I might have been abducted. I've lost time. <laughs> Alien. <laughs> I've lost time. That's why you're so open to butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have almost no clear memory of ninety seven. Wow, hey, that's something. It's I, just a weird missing well, year. I, it, it really wouldn't be too remarkable if it wasn't for me being like working. I work 12 hours a day. So it's like, to me, that was the beginning of something. Yeah, 97, would I have been working? I quit school. I, I might have been working at this print shop. It was like my first job out of high school. I guess that's what I would have been doing in 97, working at Victory Printing with old Mort, this crazy old man. Mm. Uh this shitty print shop in like Southwest Philadelphia. And uh, it was a wild time. Yeah. It's, if you really think about it, that's 
that we we're both the same age. We both sort of got kicked. You got kicked out. I'm of school. significantly younger than you. All right. Well, you got. Well, we both have significant. It's the same uh, educational stories in, in the high school aspect. Well, right. You were expelled. I quit. And this was the first for right that first year of really going into work for yourself. Yeah. You know, you weren't. You had no. You didn't go to school. This is this is sort of actually. It should yeah, be. Yeah. I actually a, a started. I was working at a job. Uh, yeah, this makes sense because that was my first job out of high school, and I got the job through my commercial art teacher, the, oh, the Votech. I remember him. Teacher. Yeah. Um, he got me the the hookup, so I I was studying commercial art. That's what I was into, you know, graphic mm-hmm. design and all. And so that's what I did. I I got that job right out of high it school. Was the doing only that. class we ever shared going to the same school. Yeah, Votech, we and were, not even in actual school. Yeah, we were in, full in Votech. <laughs> Uh, um. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's the only thing I know that probably was 1997. It was the beginning of a. It could have been an endless slog of working your life away. Yeah. Thank God that's over. Well, it's not for me. I'm yeah. still doing it. Um. Should we get to some official business? Sure thing. I don't. You know. I. I feel like we've mentioned this already, but I. I just have this note. We have a new patron. Have we talked about him already? Sure. Brad, the B Man, Beeman. <laughs> Did he put B-Man in the middle of Beeman? No. His name is Beeman. B-Man. Okay. B-Man. Brad B-Man. Thank you, B- Brad. Brad. Hello, Brad. Welcome. Thank you. I don't know if we've already welcomed and thanked you because I'm older now. I use drugs constantly, and my memory is shot to shit. Yeah, you're significantly younger than me. True. Okay. Okay, we've got some. Uh, we've got quite a bit of listener mail to catch up on. I, I've been. I, I feel like I forget about the mail, mm-hmm. and so shall we catch up on some? Yeah, yeah. Some little emails. Okay, let's get to some emails. Anthony, our lovely patron, Anthony, who is writing, I believe, in response to his own Patreon request, which was "I Mother Earth." He requested this, I believe. He writes in, "Hey, thanks, guys, for reviewing the album." Sucks to see that you are suffering from bad taste, though. <laughs> in all seriousness, and while, while you guys didn't end up enjoying the album as much as I do, I'm glad you at least gave it a try. I'm happy you enjoyed the song, No One, as it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Sorry to say there's no real story behind the recommendation. I just found it one day on Spotify and thought you would enjoy it. Next time, I'll try and find something better for you guys to listen to. Until then, I hope you guys have a good time. Also, fuck you, Jerry. Your voice sucks. Oh wow, that's 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 something. <laughs> that's that's what Brad or uh, Anthony wrote. Oh here. fuck you! Yeah. Well, fuck you, Anthony. You hey, how fucking dare you? Uh, this guy the... supports our show. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. He, he didn't put a he didn't put a good album out. Oh, Call, I'm sorry. He's being voice. honest about your fucky voice. Fuck you. <laughs> no goddamn, Jerry. Anthony, thank Anthony, you for your thank support. You. Thank you for and your support. And I didn't hate that I Mother Earth album. I mean, it's just you know, it's not it's not going to be high on my list, but it's all right. It was I all right. Don't even moments. remember it. Okay. We've got one from Mara Lesquates Schnurpus. Um, <clears throat> she writes in in reference to the Mother's Cake album that we did. What what was that? A bonus episode? I think. So. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, so. we recently covered on some episode. It might have been a bonus episode. Uh, a band called Mother's Cake. The uh, album was called Cyberfunk, and we really enjoyed it. I like that. Out of Austria. Great album. She writes, okay, so this album is now officially in my playlist, and I'll be getting the vinyl next week. 
Thank you for introducing me to such an amazeballs band. And P.S. How in the hell did we never run into each other at Nocturne? I was there every Wednesday for basically eight years, and I also touched my first fake boob there. Maybe it was the same chick. <laughs> I guess I shared a story at some point. Yes, you did. That I touched my first fake boobs at uh, this weekly sort of goth industrial 80s night, and it was called Nocturne, and I would go every Wednesday, and apparently Mara did as well. Mm. And I, I don't well, you know. Well, you guys wore a lot of makeup then. You uh, know, I uh, didn't. Oh, but maybe she perhaps did. Mara did. I don't know. Thank you, Mara. Yeah, I, I maybe it was the same chick. I'd love to I'd love to find that chick now. Actually, I wouldn't. She was a bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan writes in, ah, also in reference to the mother's cake. This one was impactful. This mother's cake. Several people have contacted me personally it's and been like library now. I love that album. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, he just writes in, This was dope. Gonna have to check out the band's discography. So it left an impression on Mr. Mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan. I, I really I really love that album. Yeah, I was listening to it today, actually. <clears throat> Let's see. Thank you, Kevin. We've got one from a Daniel Stripe. Daniel Stripe? Daniel Stripe. Maybe. Hi, Joseph and Jerry. I just wanted to thank you for the Grunge podcast. I have been really enjoying it since I discovered it a few weeks ago and started catching up on the back episodes. The music of bands like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden have been a significant part of my life since it blasted into my consciousness in the 90s, and it's great to be able to re-experience it with virtual company. Keep up the good work. This guy has not yet gotten far through the episodes, apparently, because... uh, He's going to hit Nirvana. Sir, at some point, you're going to get to a different place in the timeline, and things are going to (laughs) change. Things are going to change for you. Uh, Okay. So now we've got, let's see, is that the end of that mail? Okay, oh, so that's the end of the mail mail, but we have a couple Apple podcast reviews. Oh, my God, I don't know. After you sound here, my voice sucked. I don't know if I want to hear. Well, should I Apple read? Podcast. I have a couple of these. All right, go ahead. Uh, we got one from, I believe this might be one of our patrons, uh, AK, right? Mm-hmm. Is yes, that yes, one of our dudes, yes, right? Uh, AK, of- not Arkansas, he says. Uh, he gave us a deserving five-star review. I think that's a she. AK? Mm-hmm. Why did I think it was a guy? I, I think on Twitter, I believe it was a... a oh. It could be a same thing. Well, you know? ma'am, uh, I apologize. I did not realize. Um, my mistake. Five-star <laughs> review. I started to listen to this podcast quite recently, and it has been an amazing ride. I love Joseph and Jerry's commentary. Oh, sorry. I love Jerry and Joseph's chemistry and overall the totally random stories that they share with us. I really like that they listen to the whole album and comment about it. It gives us an opportunity to listen, first-timers or for the 100th time, to these amazing albums. Five stars. Five-star review. Thank you, AK. Thank you, AK. Not Arkansas. Got one from Jason. Just good old Jason. Also granted us a well-deserved five stars because Mm. we are a five-star podcast. That's what we are. He writes in. These guys are awesome. They listen to great albums by some great bands, Pearl Jam, Black Sabbath, etc., and they have some entertaining banter over it. They give you some info on the album artist that they're listening to and comment on the good and the bad about everything they listen to. They are honest. If an album isn't doing well, they'll tell you, and they may pull out some wind of change or planet caravan <laughs> to end on a good note. Oh, this cat. Wow, good for Also, him. it's a great way to get into different bands that you may not be used to. For example... I was not aware of how amazing Soundgarden, Mad Season, Faith No More, and Dio are, 
But these guys turned that around. Overall, it's a fun podcast and definitely worth a listen. Oh, cool. Five motherfucking stars. Goddamn right, Jason. Some general shit. Thank you. Tell a friend. Tell your friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we're drowning over here, guys. No Tesla in sight. Nope. Please. Tell your friends and sign up for the Patreon. Oh, God, you know, don't, we don't need Tesla money. You know, I mean, I would like it. I would like it too, but you know, you know, speak for yourself. Just give me something. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, shall I go on, Jerry? Are, are there? I mean, this is a, oh, well, a virtual. Fuck you, Jerry. No, no, I'm into it. Is it Aftertaste <laughs> is the fourth what? album by Helmet, released in 1997 on Interscope Records. This proved to be Helmet's final album with original members John Stainer on drums and Harry. Henry Bogdan on bass. Subsequently, the album was recorded as a three-piece with frontman Paige Hamilton covering all the guitar duties. Guitarist Chris Trainer, formerly of Orange 9mm, came on board for the supporting tour. Aftertaste harkens back to Helmet's earlier sound, omitting some of the experimental jazz tendencies of Betty. The album met with a mixed critical reaction and poor commercial response, and went out of print in 2006. Wow, out of print. Out of print. The album, along with Meantime and Betty, is considered a definitive text in post-metal. What do you think of that? Wow, look at that. Do you have any knowledge or feeling or anything related to nope. this album? I've always ever seen it in the bargain bin. Again, I, there's only... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You've never heard it? You don't no, really know it? No, no, The only thing Okay. Uh, well, we're going to change that, Jerry. Awesome. Track one is called Pure. <coughs> kind of fades in here. I love this album. Um, I will talk more about that. Let's hear a Paige Hamilton guitar here. This is a riff. Now this dude, Paige Hamilton, he's Helmet. This is his deal. You know, he's always had a band. He had consistent members for quite a while, but make no mistake, it's Helmet. He's Helmet. You know, he's writing this shit. It's his vision. Um, he is a high-level, uh, very capable guitar player. But you might not always assume so based on some of his riffs. He, I would say, Paige Hamilton might be my primary musical influence when it comes to me actually writing a riff. Um, maybe. I love the way he does, for me, so much with so little in the riff. Like, literally... You know, he just, he's prone to a real staccato vibe. He really likes to use the rest. It's all about that space between the notes, which I love so much. He doesn't play a lot of notes. You know, he just, he can make a riff out of a fucking almost nothing. And it rocks. It's heavy. It's aggressive. Catchy. It's catchy. I'm real into it. Um, and he's a very, uh, he's not a good singer in like a technical sense. He doesn't have this you know, a, an impressive vocal range or anything, but it suits these albums perfectly. Right. Like, I think he's right, right on the money with this well, shit. anybody else would be jerking off during this, this this little part right here. Yeah. You know, like, this This is just... And it just keeps going. 
Yeah, I, it, I really a guitar solo. I don't even know what to call this. Like in my on my albums, you know how in your music library, uh, especially for the old heads that still use MP3s and shit like that, you have a genre tag in your music, and I don't even know what to put on this. I just put the tag that Helmet is under. It just says heavy. It doesn't say hard rock. It doesn't say heavy metal. It just says heavy. Because this is heavy to me in a real thoroughly... A lighter way. Like, like muscular type of aggressive way, but not at all heavy metal. Like, this doesn't resemble Pantera right. it doesn't feel, or Metallica. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that. When I hear this, I think I've heard the, I heard the other album we did last time. But it's a... There's no toxic, you'll say toxic masculine. And this doesn't yeah. have that. There's the, there's a level, I mean, it's aggressive, but it's, it, you're not going to, it's not, it's not biohazard aggressive, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's just it's aggressive. Different. Yeah. yeah. It's a different thing altogether. But definitely aggressive. I mean, the dude's yelling his head off. Yeah, he's going nuts, but it doesn't feel. And the riffs are, you know. Over the top. Let's listen to this. I mean, I, I love, I, I really love this shit. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, this is their sound. But you, you can see, he almost sounds punk. Yeah, definitely has a bit of that. A definitive text in post-metal, they called it. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree. I don't think I'll ever have anything as eloquent said about me. <laughs> right. Anthony, I'm sorry for saying fuck you, but that hurt. Sorry. Hit me in the heart. Ant. Yeah, even playing with other dudes, you know, we, you know, when you're in a band with some, with people for, you know, an amount of time, you get to know each other, you get to, you sort of have a musical language of your own, especially if you come from a similar place musically where you, you have the same references, like when you can say a thing and you know the other guy knows what that means, you know? I would often enough reference helmet in one way or another, but like you know, make it like a like a helmet rest in there, you know, like a little you know everybody knew what that meant, and that was a prominent thing for me. I love writing a riff like that, like a staccato, just a, a rhythmic thing. That was what I was into doing, and helmet was a primary influence in that way. I, I always loved his guitar sound and the style of riffs that he wrote. He is. Definitely a riff master general. The Tom Morello. Yeah. He's he's in there. He's he's, he's he, there. He, you think you get? You said he's a phenomenal guitar player. Again, yeah. let's say the names or pronouns again. What's the name again? Paige Hamilton. Paige Hamilton. Yeah. Paige Hamilton. He, is there a moment where like, you're so good at doing one thing? Like you said he's a, an excellent guitar player that there's almost like an awakening. Like, oh, who am I? Well, and what am he I never is flashy here? that way. Yeah. Like, well, listen to this. This isn't. Yeah. Like, he's noisy. He loves... That's another thing I love about Helmet. I really love the way he just does these fucking noisy, wild guitar yeah. solos. But They're never saying, a traditional heavy metal guitar solo. But ever. for a proficient guitarist, to yeah. just, let, just make the simple excellent. I mean, that yeah. has to be a, a, a third-eye moment. Like, you know, you're yeah. waking up like, oh, I, this is what I like, and yeah. it's good. And, and Paige has said... Um, I believe he's described, like, sort of the musical challenge or idea for Helmet was just this idea of putting 4-4 four, four riffs over or, or like 
4-4 drums over odd-timed riffs, or vice versa. A 4-4 riff over an odd-timed drum beat. They get into some weird time signatures. But sometimes it's almost hard to tell. You're like, is it? What? Uh, uh, it's, it's weird. But listen, this. A lot of air in the riff, you know? Very groovy. It's almost like what we did with Kurt Cobain's. It's remember Kurt Cobain knew how to write catchy riffs. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes. What, yeah. And what maybe was missing is a little bit of the the, the, the good the talent, parts. the talent, yeah, yeah the talent, all the that good this stuff. But like a catchy beat will like, take you to so that. many places. Just noise. They've not been. I mean, what these cats weren't big though. No, no they, they weren't really big. Didn't show up. But it yeah, they they had a you know they they were. They had a, you know, a solid following for a minute there, but yeah, never a huge fan. I've seen them many times. I've seen Helmet play at a venue I play at, like literally, like I've seen him in a venue that I would play at sometimes. And so, yeah, not a huge fan. And he tends to write from a very a very personal way. His songs are very grounded. You know, he's not writing any mystical tales. There's no stairway to heaven. No, there's none of that. There's no, you know, there's no planet caravan coming your way. There's, It's all very grounded and, you know, uh, coming from a uh, an aggressive place <laughs> very often. Uh, I just want to point something out, Jerry. What's up? I just got a message on my phone just now. Um, I have some news related to my son. Oh, is he okay? Okay. Oh, he's he's going to be fine. You know, I do turn my son on to music occasionally, yeah. and, and sometimes he's receptive. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten familiar. He's had an iPad for several years. He, he knows how to get his way around. You know, he looks stuff up on YouTube. One of the bands that I recently turned him on to that he randomly has taken a liking to is a band called Lords of the Opium Church. Mm. Okay? Uh, it's just been revealed that he was looking it up on the teacher's iPad in school. Lords okay. of the Opium Church. That popped up in her history. Apparently he's been searching. <laughs> Here we go, guys. This is track four. It's called Like I Care. Man, that would be a great search. I love great it. Great Google search. Hey, what is this? Hey, that woman had no idea. She's looking at a real organization at this point. The Lord of the Opium Church is a, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't, that's a unique day for her. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. That fucking kills me, dude. I love this. I love his voice on this. I love all of it. It's got like a Joey Ramone type, yeah, uh, like vibe to his voice. You know? And like so many of the bands from sort of this era leading up to this point, 
bands like Faith No More, Helmet. These are bands, uh, Rage Against the Machine, another one. Those are awesome bands that inspired the unfortunate new metal bands. Yeah. And Helmet was always on that list also. Uh, unfortunate. What are you going to do? No, new metal was... They we, used we, their powers for evil. We say it. We, we shit on it. But there it's because it's bad. There's some things that came out of it. I mean... Some, something very came little. out of it. <laughs> Corn was okay. I mean... I don't right. want to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Deftones were sort of putting that, too. They were throwing in the new metal thing. Yeah, into this it, at all? What do you think? No, this could. I'm listening to it, and I could see how this could this could have gone horribly wrong. Well, like yeah. if this wasn't done, if this wasn't done the way it was done now, if this gave it one note off or one <laughs> little little less bit of production, yeah. it would fall into every other band hmm. you hear you've heard in this era. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know what it. I just really dig this, and there's there are two Helmet albums that stand out to me as my favorites. This is one of them. And the one after this one. I, I wish I could cite. Uh, there's been bands we've listened to that we've turned off that were almost this. You know, and I'm trying to think I right off know. the top of my head. I, w- I don't want to say Screaming Tree. <laughs> oh, come on, they wish. Yeah. But this rhythmic, simple shit could easily blow up in someone's face. Musically, yeah. it didn't. Financially, it did shit for this guy. This guy. I mean, he's, doing I mean, all he's right. had a life, but he's a life, but, but yeah, he's not uh, not for know. the level of respect you hear heaping on him. Yeah. I would expect there be a little bit of monetary gain or keep him. Yeah, he's, he's doing all right. A nice house. This is track five coming up. Driving nowhere. Yeah. Riff. <laughs> right. It's and it's it's in stereo. <laughs> One yeah. side's getting it. Yeah, it that always gave me a, like a little bit of vertigo. I love that. I'm not expecting it. Hip hop drums. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I like it, but I'm, I'm trying to find that that greatness in it. You know. Yeah, and like on the, like a song like this, it's like Paige like isn't a good singer. No, but I like it. I don't I, know. To me, I I, I, I almost want to say it's, it's almost a fifty-one percent punk to me. Yeah, that's definitely a simple major element. Simple song, mo- mediocre singer. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of artistry in this sound. Yeah, I like his voice. Like, it's not even like I can deal with it. Like, I think it's a really good fit. Also, they, this is this is sort of relying on a mix or or you know what I mean? Like, how it's produced sort of m- m- makes this okay. Um, yeah, As I mean, saying, they just like, have a good. You know, he's always had a pretty gnarly guitar sound. Yeah, that's like his deal. I just it's so hard to separate it from like almost the punk thing. And, All that, like all these, yeah, these riffs are groovy as now. Fuck. Now this is sort of metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There he goes. Like, believe me, if Page wanted to just rip a fucking heavy metal blues bass solo, he could smash it. But he wants this. <laughs> Was he in anything else before this, uh, Page? 
Um, no. No. Just a good... How do we know he's a good musician? I mean, does he, has he ever flexed? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they experimented quite a bit. Like they mentioned, like on their previous album to this one, Betty, which is, I think, the one that most Helmet fans tend to lean on. Uh, a lot of experimental jazz stuff. And he's gone out and, like, played in, like, little jazz groups. And he, he's, he's shown off a bit of, of what he can do. But I, I like when he does this. And yet, Betty, I think, is most Helmet fans' favorite one, or at least it was their most prominent album. And I don't hardly give a fuck about it, honestly. We didn't listen to it. That's why no. I was like... Yeah, I like the album before that one pretty good. I paid any attention to these guys. Yeah. Had you not brought them up tonight. Here he goes. <laughs> there we go. Someone's having fun. No, he's just making the same noise. He's just wailing away. <laughs> I imagine the same effort. He'd look like Eddie Van Halen just doing this. And it's so simple, but like still going nuts, you know? I mean, I would... I'd, I I'll love ne- that he does this. I'll never know what it's like to have a guitar solo. To I'll do one. I'll never know. To do one. I'll, yeah. know, I'll never know to be like sitting there front and center just like shredding. And people are like, yeah! I'll never know. It was cool, like, in my current band, you know, we've talked about. Or whatever. If it's still a band. Um, it was fun playing in that band playing shows that was the first time i ever kind of like ripped little solos yeah oh my bass you know so that was kind of fun i think they weren't like super you know flea level solos it wasn't like coffee shop (laughs) but uh but yeah for me i ripped a few i got some little cool little bass solo parts they're they're fun fun to do that i had never i don't know i just think the most important or the most glamorous part of a band is is the lead guitarist. To me, it's always been yeah. that way. That's that's the guy. If he could just sing, he'd do it all himself. Track six coming up. Birth defect. <laughs> that's a great name. That is. I want that. I wish that. That's a band name right there. <laughs> Birth defect. Damn son. I don't feel like I'm going to hear a ballad tonight. Probably not a ballad. Riff. Yeah, but that stereo shit. Love that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Love that. It just feels like road work. Damn it. Like it's a noise yelling at you. I mean, a horn going off. I don't hate it, though. I really don't. I, I want to find a way, but I'm it's it's good. It's fun. See, I like his voice here. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the Joey Ramone version of it. Mm. You like it a little more growly. Yeah. yeah you know, in my sure. Here, yeah, I like it all. But I, he can mix in that Joe Ramone thing, but as long as it's mostly just growling at sure. him, I'm good with that. <laughs> that is legitimately a truck backing. <laughs> 
The bass sounds gnarly on this album. It all sounds pretty killer. They actually had a bit of an issue. I forget who recorded the album, um, but I think he started mixing it as well, and maybe it wasn't going well or something was up with it, and they ended up giving it to Terry Date, and he ended up mixing it. Terry Date has mixed countless awesome heavy albums and does a great job at it all the time, pretty much, so... It, it worked. Mm. Yeah, I feel this is the most informational show we've done. Yeah? Probably eight <laughs> months. Really? Yeah, this is a lot of factoids here. <laughs> I'm just going to let you sit there. Just, just remember. Do it all night. You're doing a great job. I hope this this is this will be the, the one we lure people in with. Yeah, an obscure helmet album. Yeah, it's eight. <laughs> Track seven. Broadcast Emotion. Wasting no time. Big riff. Hey, lots of aggression. I'm a fan of getting it all done. This guy is pouring his heart out here. And it's been a nonstop assault. And they were, you know, I remember the first time I ever saw Helmet, the moment they came onto my radar, uh, I believe it was during a Headbangers Ball, like so many things, earlier in the 90s, uh, when they had their uh, Meantime album out. And uh, they had a video for the song Unsung, and this is the one that came on. And I just, you know, the riff grabbed me, the whole song, you know, I was like into it, but at that time... These dudes, you know, Paige was just like a, a very average, thin dude in like a plain t-shirt, and like him or some of the guys had just on like a baseball cap. Like they just were some dudes. They just looked like some dudes, but they were playing this gnarly song with this fucking stompy ass staccato riff. And I was like, God damn, look at these little fucking nerds are killing it right now. And it really stood out. I mean, stood out while looking like just people on a bus. Yeah, that I made mean, it stand out more. You know, yeah, I was like, whoa. Look, the grunge era had its look. Everybody like, had a real thing work. going. Not a lot of people wore, I mean, people wore baseball caps, but you didn't see a whole band doing it. Yeah, it was just <laughs> looked like a dude. Like a Good very plain outside. dude with this extraordinary sound happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, we shouldn't have been shocked by it, though, because the 80s were long gone, and, and I think you had some remnants. But yeah. like, I think Motley Crue or Kiss... The last one, you know, leather was out, out of stock. Well, even at that point, like, on Headbangers Ball, you know, early 90s, let's say 92, um, a heavy metal band looked like Metallica or Pantera or Slayer or Megadeth. And I'm watching Headbangers Ball, and this little skinny t-shirt baseball cap fuck comes on (laughs) and is murdering it with his jam, you know, unsung is a killer song. And I was just shocked and, and really into it. I've seen them. I've seen them live probably. I don't know, at least three or four times. Oh wow! Yeah, three or four times. Toured a lot then. Oh yeah. This is this is different. Everything's a little bit different. Track eight. It's easy to get bored. Ah, here. Ain't lying, brother. <laughs> 
you hear he likes a just a groovy, simple, awesome riff. So just get in it. Yeah, this this is good. This is walking into a bar type shit. Like I, I say that's that's how you, you you walk into a bar with a baseball. This is bat. like kicking in the saloon yeah. doors. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here now, motherfucker. <laughs> I would have picked the album up for this. And he does he does write pretty good lyrics, I think. He's he's uh he's good for just some nasty, like sarcastic shit, you know. He's, he tells it like it is, really. There's some people I, I don't exactly like their music, but they do have intelligent lyrics. I think we saw Billy Joe, uh, something from Green Day. Oh yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong. He he's his lyrics are exceptional. He's good. You know? Yeah, he's good. I'd even put like sometimes Offspring was always a really like, lyrically they were okay. I never, never, I never got, got close enough to Offspring to really know. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the music so much, but I have, having to listen to it in a in a retail environment, it's they, it's intelligently written. Lyrics are. I love he's doing it here. He'll often like over a second verse or something. He'll just add in like an, an extra layer of like guitar dissonance, just like a weird note dragging over it or something. It just it feels makes messy. it just a little awkward, you yeah. know. It's cool, just a bit noisier than than you think it should be. That's what's separating this from just standard like your standard drone of other bands doing this type of thing. If it's the details, the details are what make it exceptional. Yeah, these riffs. Pound it into your head a little bit, and then I think you just loops some slap the I mean, drums yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm. it's disorienting. Again, they're using they're using the and yeah, stereo and then that weird beat lot. comes in. Yeah, like it's not the drums that you think would come in. No. They're weird, and it's going back and forth in your head. So listen yeah. to this album with headphones because this guy doesn't fuck yeah, always, guys. I, I just so highly recommend everybody take time. To listen to music through some pretty decent headphones if you can manage. Yeah. You know, even if you got to get some good little in earbuds or something, just something. Really, just take the time. Do yourself a favor. Doing this for as long as we have, I don't like having earbuds. Though. Yeah, I don't like sticking them in my ear. Anymore. Yeah, I'll wear them like I when like I take you. a walk. If I'm walking the dogs around the neighborhood, I wear the earbuds. They're all right. I just deal with it. Yeah, we have to. You guys walking around with your dogs. Somebody shit in my lawn, man. It's been once a week I had to deal with this guy. I'm trying to find out who's doing it. Every time somebody walks by with a dog, I got to stare at them. Track nine, diet aftertaste. Diet? The diet aftertaste. That's There's right. a legitimate aftertaste. Did we even mention this album is called Aftertaste? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> this is the this is diet aftertaste. Yeah. This is one of my favorites, I think. It's a legitimate aftertaste, though. If it gives me a headache, diet. Listen diet to this. Diet This riff. Gracious and great oh, I could just listen to that the type of shit all day. Oh shit! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> the language every 
listen to this line. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I really love this jam. This is one of my favorites. I love his fucked up voice. Yeah, I love his lyrics. This isn't perfect. And the riffs. Stretch the imagination. It's, it's not a perfect album. <laughs> this man is living in his imperfections. Yeah. Keep it simple. That's it. It's the only way to success, though. You complicate shit. And through all, you just can't do it. It's anymore. weird. It's like complicated, complicated in its own like weird, quirky way. Because he I, is like there is technical proficiency happening, well, but like displayed in such an unusual way. Yeah, Listen it, to this. It's me. It's, it's it's the stop and start. The staccato. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not easy. That can't be easy to do. Well, yeah, and and they're doing some weird things with the timing. Yeah. This it's like a saw blade going. Yeah, dude, I am so into this. <laughs> and this is you can tell. He, I think he like this song. I think he liked this song personally because this is one of the longer ones too. Like, Hell yeah, he's letting it ride, man. Yeah. Page. I gotta stop saying pronouns. Page. Hey, whatever. <laughs> Trying to be a better broadcaster. Bitch, coming into track ten, harmless. Oh man, this one's gnarly too. No, it turns it turns up the yeah. It seemed like that was recorded in real time. It yeah. turns up and shit right in the middle. <laughs> this thing's a trip, man. <laughs> yeah, this is another weird one. Weird riff and like vocal rhythm. Like, listen to that. I don't know, man. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that is a crazy riff. I can't believe this. I gotta, and beat. I gotta see what this cat looks like, man. Very average dude. Short hair. Now he's old, you know. He's, no, got, he's all gonna, gray. I'm not gonna judge him there. But yeah, he's always just been a very average looking dude. Baby face. He loves sports during the shows. <laughs> during the shows in he Philly, he would always stop and talk shit on the Eagles. And where's, where's this cat from? Uh, he's a New York guy. Oh, well, there you I have think. it. Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty standard-looking dude. Here. Yeah. Like if I walked by Paige Hamilton on the street, I'm a huge fan. I would probably not recognize him. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, look at this. This is a bunch of these. These men just got out of study hall. Yeah. Yeah. Small. Yep. And that like added to how badass they were. Yeah. I mean, I like I liked it more. 
because of that. Look at the close cropped the close cropped hair, the the nineties style. <laughs> yeah. This is not intimidating. He's wearing a sweater with a with a button <laughs> shirt underneath it. Brown pants. What's some of this shit that's happening here? Now they look more intimidating. Now that he's older, he's <laughs> now like, oh, that shit, old. I don't want to. What are these guys drinking about? And I don't know. I mean, it's it's more subtle. You know, it might not come across as great secondhand like this, but I do find that his lyrics are a big part of the songs. You know, mm-hmm. really tying them together. You know, uh, I, the lyrics are a, a high point. Track eleven. High visibility. Love this. Training jazz and. Has substantial connections with the avant-garde music and film soundtrack composure. Oh yeah, listen to this shit when the guitar comes in. Weird. It's menacing. Funky too, man. Oh shit. Oh shit. So weird. And then crushing. Yeah, well, I thought that was going to go somewhere. It was just that. Yeah. This is just right back into his riff. This is something. That's my kind of riff. God, I should hate this. That's <laughs> great. I really should. I've, I've torn other albums apart. This sort of sounds similar to this. Why? I'm going to find something, man. I think this album is, is metal bottom heavy. Like the first album yeah. part sounded punk, and it might be one of the few albums I actually listen to albums I like for the last six yeah. songs. Yeah, it's strong. It, it's strong, no doubt. Riff under there. God damn. Listen to someone playing the same note. <laughs> <laughs> More wild guitar it solo. Wild. <laughs> he loves it. It just seems like he's trying to be more basic every time. <laughs> like, listen, this is a guitar solo. No, it's not. <laughs> And a bunch of noises. All right, we're coming up on track twelve of thirteen already. Whoa, it's, it's, it's it is quick. called insatiable. Insatiable. It's a great word. It is. Nasty. <laughs> Woo. 
we've had such a run of bands that put like these opuses as intros, right? You know, they're like, weird like, noises. You. This guy just comes right the fuck in. <laughs> That guitar. Fuck. It has such a fucking bite to it. It sounds like it hurts playing. Yeah, dude. Who's the bass player? This guy's the shit. Yeah, the lyrics really make this. This is yeah. this sort of a scene. Oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Listen to that voice on him, him, dude. That's just a it's throaty a, fucking. Yeah, oh. Love it. This is it's passion, raw emotion man. right there. Yeah, yeah. dude. Woo! See, insatiable, good theme. Usually a good song involved. Yeah. That's fucking badass. I need some money! That is <laughs> badass. I love that lyric. What lyric? I think I did say I need some money. I, <laughs> no. Yeah, I he he said, said, I need somebody to hate. Oh, I thought I need some money. I was oh. like, yeah, I get you, man. He needs that too. <laughs> he needs somebody to hate. All right, somebody to imitate. That's right. Oh, look at this. Oh, I think so. I need some money. Uh, I guess <laughs> put it on there. Last track. 13. The song's called Crisis King. Now you're starting in the left ear. They're starting left it should ear. be the right ear, Jerry. You have your headphones on backwards. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell. They feel the same either way. They don't like this. <laughs> what? Now I feel like it's it, falling off the side of my, my, falling off oh my, my head Oh, my God. Here. There we go. I can't put fit any of that in this. <laughs> no, Fire! Right. Yeah, it this is work, so far know? from this album. This has not lit up. I go back and forth. I, I can't always decide which album is my favorite this one or uh the one after this but not the pop it's not called betty. size matters no betty is not betty's way down on the list for me a bit i mean it's you know it's in there but there's no confusion it is not in my top three but yeah this one and size matters are my favorites 
We'll get to size matters eventually. Fucking wild drums. They haven't really been. They don't pop out though, apparently, to me. They haven't been like the forefront. Yeah, it's been. It's just been an assault, really. Yeah. Nothing but like noise. Yeah. It's a guitar-heavy fucking sound. Like, this is just here to let me know that there is music being played. Like pop, yes. pop, 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 pop. <laughs> that's it, you know. Right now, this is good. He's going. It's over. This is the last song. He's fucking shooting his wad here, man. I say he, only because I, you say it's one guy, right? He does most of these stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a band, but yeah, Paige Hamilton is the, he's the dude writing these jams. Yeah. I know, I've lied that point a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, who's his name? What? Paige. Paige. He's a good dude. All right. I like him. Oh, yeah. Every trick in the book's being played right here. <laughs> Every song at once for Hellman. <laughs> End it with a <laughs> something or a wham. Oh, <laughs> getting crazy! You know, nanny nanny boo boo there. <laughs> This is madness. Some weird something happening. It's not possible what's going on now. This isn't real. Oh, somebody in the background. Oh, wait, I thought that was Ronald Reagan. I was trying to figure out who that was. Yay! That was Aftertaste from Helmet. Helmet. Circa 1997. 97. Yeah. I fucking love that album. I love it. It's at least top two Helmet albums for me. And like I said, they're a band that really left an impression on me musically. Really enjoy those fucking albums. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's 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 it bordered on samey, but there's something about it that you can't that you don't hear about a lot of. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's the, it's the little things, and you pointed it out. The the, the little dee doo doo. I mean, little noises that didn't need to be there. Otherwise, it would be the same song over and over. And over. Yeah, you know. I guess if I were to try to lend a critical analysis of the album, I guess I could say it's certainly not. It's certainly not a very dynamic album mm. in the sense that. You know the the style doesn't vary very greatly. You know they've got a they've got a sound on this album. He had a niche, he had a vibe that, and he delivered. Yeah, he had a vibe that his was his vibe, fan base, and his sound. Yeah, he um, served it well. Yeah, Just if a, if you want, if you're into the sound of a helmet album, this is pretty much what it should sound like. <laughs> you know, like you know, yeah, it's not the most dynamic sound it's not I, I, it doesn't don't, use a lot of varied guitar yeah, sounds you don't or buy it thinking you're going to get an Yngwie Malmsteen right. you know type yeah. you know level of 
proficiency on it. You buy it because you know what you're getting and it, like Pantera. You're aware. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. So I for this, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to – do we letter grade it? I mean, I know what yours is, but I'm going to yeah, sure. give it a, a, a B, B for me. You know, That's just me. I'm yeah. going to give it another listen because yeah. I, I want to hear it in my car. That's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm Yeah, curious. I love the riffs. Let me see. Well, it's easier to think of what I don't like. I don't know. I love the riffs on this album. That's what stands out. The riffs, I love Paige's vocals while, you know, like I said, not a – technically impressive singer it is perfect for the vibe mm-hmm. i really like it and his lyrics i think are really good they're really above average lyrics they they strengthen the band mm-hmm. to me uh i thought the bass sounded great on this album the bass was wonderful in this album. uh the whole yeah the production uh the mix from terry date uh i guess i'm glad he did it you know, I like him better than billy corgan but billy corgan has oh, a lot yeah. of billy corgan has a lot of same things he serves his sound yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Billy's, Billy, you know, Billy is a lot of look. Vocalists generally often can be real make or break for someone's opinion of the band or or whatever. You know, whether you like a band or not. Um, so I could see people just not liking Paige's voice. Like mm-hmm. if you just don't like it, you just don't like it. But for me, it really works, and I really love his noisy. Um, unconventional guitar solos. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah, I like, love it. He, there wasn't like, he, he wasn't uh, there jer- wasn't one normal one on there. He didn't, but he wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I, I call it jerking off at me. When, yeah. some, when somebody does a, like a guitar solo right in the middle. That's why I like ACDC because it it's sounds, not as bad. You know I mean? It's, it's, it, no one's jerking off on me. Yeah, They're it just sounds almost me. spiteful what he's doing. <laughs> like he he's can. like, he's obviously loud and confident and proficient on the guitar. And he could probably come up with whatever fucking solo you'd want him to. Right. But what he does is just play some obnoxious collection of notes and just shove them well, in your fucking mouth over and over again. You've seen them live, right? Yes. A couple a couple times. I mean, what are these guys like live? It has to be Dude, they're just like clockwork. It has to sound well yeah. because it's you're not there's no room for error. I mean there's oh, a lot of room oh, for there's a lot always, of room for error. I've seen a, a couple different error. lineups. Mm-hmm. In fact, I saw a great short lived lineup of helmet that included john tempesta on the drums who's a well-known drummer he played for white zombie he was uh, he's a very good uh heavy rock drummer and um um frank bellow from anthrax those two guys were in helmet at that point uh they're they're also new york guys i'm yeah. sure that's how they and i'm sure they love helmet all these years you know they weren't doing anything at the time so they they were the helmet for a little while and then Paige, you know, got a more permanent band together again after that of some younger dudes. But they've always been tight as fuck. In fact, I remember clearly the last time I saw Helmet, which will probably be the last time I ever see Helmet. They are still an active band. And they, you know, they'll go out and play when there's not a pandemic. Um, but that last time I saw them was the first time where I saw a diminished version. I literally thought to myself, the guitars and bass and drums that I'm hearing sound absolutely as good as you could ever want your guitars and drums and bass to sound at a show. Like, they sounded incredible. The mix was great. Their tone was fucking incredible, really. But Paige is old. He's quite old. And for the first time at that show, I saw Paige deliver these songs in a way that was an older, 
diminished version of himself. Some of the real aggressive parts, they weren't real aggressive anymore. And I thought, I love this band. I have seen them many times. They always are awesome. I'll let it be. Leave it alone. It's very smart. Why do I want to go see a way past its prime helmet? I don't want that. I love this band, and I'm probably never going to go see them again. But I saw it, and they were great. So I will have that, and I have these awesome albums. I clearly give this one an A. I can't be reasonable. I can hardly find anything negative about it. No. Yeah, like, I really don't even think. I don't think. If there's a letter grade that was going to be attached, it wasn't. The weakest song on the album, if I had to pick one, is probably the last one, Crisis King. It was everything at once. That was scrap. That was, yeah. <laughs> and but but I wouldn't. I don't need to skip it. It's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I I, yeah. I think this is a great album to vibe out to. And and if you if you you're at a party again, won't offend you. It's <laughs> right. always if it's on in the background, you're happy about it. It's just a, I yeah, it's a good B. And it, and maybe after a second listen, like I did with a, a was it Mother's Cake, where everyone seems to like now. I was like, you know, yeah. this this is now going to an A A plus or no um, an A territory uh, yeah. album for me. I was fantastic, fantastic album, and this was good. Uh, so I'm gonna give it another listen. Right on. Yeah, it's it's definitely you know it's got a mood. So if mm-hmm. you're in that mood, right, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, get up in the morning, get motivated. Yeah, this is hell it. yeah, get your shit together, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a moment to go visit thegrungepodcast.com, we've got people occasionally discovering the show. It seems like mm-hmm. still new people. Children, sometimes. Yes, they Discovering all seem like us children to me. All over the world. Like a, a guy on Twitter, I uh, texted, he's like, hey, Malcolm, I'll text you back. I'm in detention. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> kids in I? detention listening to the grunge. I was like, I don't want that. I'm not I love it. text. I hope he scribbles <laughs> our name on like his brown paper bag book cover. Oh, no, or better yet, with a with a compass into the desk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Carve that <laughs> yeah, shit, kid. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. Go to the website. Give us the Patreon. Uh, don't be a square. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.